By the way, our coverage here, Josh Peterson, Connor Happer, John Bishop, is brought to you by our friends at Shucks and Absolutely Fresh Seafood, the best seafood in Omaha. We are on for another two and a half hours, uh, so we'll be on for the first, uh, probably first half of Michigan and Ohio State. It looks like so, so John, by the way, so oil if I, because he's like a minute ahead. Yeah, so if we're like looking up and we're reacting, we're at different times to things it's because we're watching yeah. the game too. try not to spoil me john try not to spoil me uh but we uh we do have the phone lines open if you would like to give us a call today at 402-951-1620 oh, oh, oh. oh sorry it's don't even don't even try don't for a i'm second. an hour ahead of you it's a great play great play by ohio state they're already ahead so well, i mean you are really living in the future <laughs> you are living in the future we might have some uh friends of the uh of the programs stop by as well today uh if we can get a hold of anyone should we should we take some calls we can. Let me real quick, Josh, yeah. before we do that, I just saw a couple of things uh, courtesy of uh, On3, uh, a couple of uh, reactions from Nebraska commits to today's news. Jaden oh, okay. Doss, the wide receiver from Missouri. Um, uh, this is a quote from HuskerOnline.com. Just got a text with the news. Honestly, I don't know how to feel about it right now. I'm going to have to sit down with my parents and Nebraska, of course, and discuss it. It will be important to see who his staff will be and if any coaches are retained. And, of course, the biggest name uh, in Nebraska's class, especially from a local perspective, Malachi Coleman uh, tweeted out uh, a quote tweet of the Nebraska official announcement that Matt Rule is the head coach with time to work dot, 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 100 emoji. So John, explain (laughs) explain that to us. 100 emoji. It means that he got a 100% on his uh, chemistry test. Oh, good. At Lincoln East. So congratulations, Malachi, on the 100. No, but um, one one sounding a little bit more, you know, hey, I'm going to check out the, the, the market. The other Malachi Coleman saying, "Hey, time to go to work." So that does, again, that could that could mean a lot of different things, but uh, yeah. it, it definitely doesn't seem like Malachi Coleman is well, out on the idea. As far as Nebraska's current recruiting class, the the Mickey piece of this is going to be huge. Yes, you know that's yeah. <laughs> that's that if, if they're going to retain this class. Um, then yes, Mickey Joseph will still be involved in in some way. And by the way, uh, if you missed it, a couple things earlier. Trey Palmer, he is officially moving on from Nebraska. He announced that basically right after the the news came down about Matt Rule. So Trey Palmer uh, sets the record yesterday versus Iowa in the win, by the way, which is pretty funny. And uh, he is he is uh, he is onto the NFL. Also, we just had a text message uh, asking what time is the press conference? When is that going to be? That was from Denny. That is coming up Monday at one thirty. Yeah. Monday at 1.30. So today, just a whole lot of reaction. Matt Rule did speak with ESPN earlier this morning. Uh, but Monday at 1.30, obviously, we will have plenty of coverage for you uh, on 1620 The Zone in the midst of the Connor Happer Show. Brought to you by Shucks and Absolutely Fresh Seafood, the best seafood in Omaha. By also, the way, Josh, guys, uh, by the way. Go ahead, John. Uh, the press conference in years past, the press conferences to announce new coaches have been on the third floor in the uh, the club level of the West. Uh, are they doing it at the? Are they doing they're it gonna at the Hawks? The, they're going to be at the Hawks Championship Center. Interesting. And then so, there's a rumor of the Hawks, and then they're going to move into the other building. After that, that was yeah, right. That was a uh, Sean Callahan had that in his uh, in tunnel talk the other day, and I was talking it out with Jack Mitchell, and it's like, I mean, they're obviously, I mean, they're expecting quite the large crowd. I mean, I figure that Scott Frost would have warranted the the largest crowd for a press conference like that. So pretty interesting that they're doing so with Matt Rule. I wonder what the exact thought process is and maybe how many people will be well, showing this, up Well, this is another one of those avenues where Trev Alberts, being the media-savvy guy, he wants mm-hmm. the visual, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'm Bill Moose, who had just barely been on yeah. the job, um, you know, they, they probably kind of went with the SOP, the standard operating uh. procedure, when it came. Thank you, Moose. When it came to um, when it came to press conferences, so they didn't think about that. But you're right; it would have made a lot of sense to do it, to do it with him in yeah. the Hawks when when Scott Frost, because there was such a crowd. But because Trev Alberts has actually had some time to think all of this through, um, I'm guessing this was probably part of the plan from the very beginning to you know to really amplify. Because I talked about this a lot, Josh, over the last couple of weeks, the sales job that will be necessary. And there will be a sales yeah, job. Yeah, we're seeing it already with some of the, the disappointment that people have with uh, with it being Matt Rule. So they want it to be big pomp and circumstance. They want bells and whistles. They want excitement. Yeah. They want to take advantage of, you know, whatever goodwill that they can get. Because, you know, 
the the championship season of Nebraska football starts today. This is the this is the time of year where Nebraska wins a lot of offseason championships. Off-season this is opening day title. of the offseason, right? Offseason national champions. Oh yeah, but in lift all, up that trophy. Seriousness. This is the, the, these these next few days and weeks from a football perspective are Matt Rule putting together his his group, going out and recruiting, checking out the transfer portal, starting his foundation. From an organizational standpoint or from a from a bigger picture standpoint, it's about selling excitement, selling the future, selling the fan base. That was another thing I didn't mention that Matt Rule said when he was on before we were able to join his audio in progress. He talked about the fan base and the excitement in the crowd nice. and, the, and the state and being you know, unified. He, I don't think he said, I don't think he said sellout street, but so, so yeah, this is all part of the sales job that is going to take place over the next few weeks and months to try to, you know, really get excitement back into the program again and, and to show that, Hey, everybody's pulling in the same direction and we're serious about getting this right. We do have the quote from rule in the press release too. And he mentions he, I'll just read it to you guys. Um, said, it's a tremendous honor to be chosen to lead the Nebraska football program. When you think of great tradition, rich programs in college football, Nebraska is right at the top of the list. The fan base is second to none. And I consider it a privilege to have the opportunity to coach in Memorial stadium on Tom Osborne field. My family and I are so grateful to be uh, become a part of the Husker family and we can't wait to get started. That was from Matt rule in the, uh, initial press release, but the immediate shout out to the fan base. And, and then he talked about, you know, talking with Tom Osborne this morning and yeah, he's hitting all the, the spots on the bingo card so yeah. far, you know, and he did not, he did not crap on Scott Frost or the, the previous regime, Mickey Joseph, anything like that. So checkbox there as well. Uh-huh. Well, I, I would have preferred hearing worst coach in Nebraska football history, but nice. That's just <laughs> nice. Uh, a couple comments. Riley says uh, on the JTech constructions on Twitter feed to John's point about hits, misses and guys, it's been glaringly obvious that we haven't been able to develop rule inherited 45 scholarship guys in his first year and turning that into a conference championship berth would be a dream compared to where NU is at. Yeah. What, again, what he walked into at Baylor and what he turned that into it by year three, and then what it turned into after that, as Dave Aranda then led them to the conference championship yep. last year with a lot of the bones that, that Rule was able to put together. Very impressive how fast he was able to turn that that school around from some pretty low depths uh, at the end of the Art Bryles. What do, you, what do you guys think happens in year one? I mean, Matt Rule's year ones have been 2-10 and ten at Temple and 1-11 yep. and 11 at Baylor. Um, and and, and you bad. know what? And, and, and Gary and I talked about this uh, two weeks ago on Overreaction. I am not going to put, personally, any record expectations on this team. And, it, and, you know, I, I kind of I got challenged a little bit by Sip on this. And he said, well, we don't know what the team's going to look like. And that is true. But mm-hmm. even when we do know when the team is going to look like, I don't think it's a smart move uh, to put a lot of expectation, like a bowl expectation, for example, on this season. Because we have no idea how things are going to get rebuilt. We have no idea how many people from the old uh, staff are going to be retained. How many players are going to come back? Exactly, and it's I don't think it's very. Era. And I don't think it's very safe if you're going to do this right, to say, well, if they don't get to a bowl game in year one, mm-hmm. and 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 wasn't it interesting that you know you go back to the first year of Scott Frost, and and a lot of us thought, oh, well, yeah, get to six, yeah, they can get to six, they, they you know, and, and and get to a bowl game. Yet we heard some rumblings behind the scenes you know, maybe from members of the staff itself that were like, yeah, I don't know about this. And, and it's almost, it, it, it's weird how, you know, the outward expectation was, well, Scott's here. He's going to get this thing turned around. They're going to be a bowl game in year one. And then of course, Frost himself said, we're going to be really dangerous by year two, intimating that perhaps a division championship was in, in, the, in play. But internally in that first year, there were a lot of folks who didn't expect them to be in a bowl game and you wonder if that internal feeling back in 2018 had been more of the external feeling if maybe folks wouldn't have been so, you know, tamped down after year two when, the, when Nebraska had back-to-back losing seasons. I think it's very important not to set any kind of record expectation necessarily. Yep. I think year one is about how it's going to look and how this, how this group comes together 
as a coaching staff and how his plan starts to look in, ter in terms of its, its formative stages, but it's not going to be a finished product in year one. So yeah. I'm not going to put any record expectations on year one. Yeah, it's going to be tough to swallow, though. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you, we all know that. Nebraska starts the season on the road at Minnesota on Thursday night, and then they go out to Colorado. By the way, did you see the, the Colorado buzz this morning around Deion Sanders? That's a – yeah. That, I know that and, they – And, they, and uh, again, this goes back to the sales pitch. Yeah. I, I talked to somebody last week. I think it was on Wednesday. So, yeah, the last the, the last day that we had shows this week. And uh, they, this person told me, yeah, they're, Colorado's going after him today. They're going to offer him a big a big contract. And so we'll see what ultimately happens there. Also, if you missed it earlier, the reports are, too, uh, that Auburn it will not be getting uh, Lane Kiffin. They will be getting Hugh Freeze. That's the uh, word around college football. So we'll continue to Just keep a in. Just <laughs> a perfect marriage. Crazy, crazy magnet crazy. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just like they come uh, together. It'll be perfect. Uh, it'll be a lovely storm. It'll be fun to watch the implosion from afar. Let's uh, take the first call of the day at 402-951-1620. And if you want to give us a call, you can uh, on this special edition on 1620 The Zone brought to you by Shucks and absolutely fresh seafood, the best seafood in Omaha. Dominic has been waiting patiently. Dominic, what's going on? Hi, guys. I just, my, uh, my youngest or my oldest daughter had to tell me they had a coaching change. I didn't realize that it had happened. So it's kind of a shock uh, that it happened that fast. But, you know, I think, um, just my personal thoughts, if if Mickey Joseph ends up being retained, that goes a long way, I think, for maybe making this palatable for those people that want to be critical at the start. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that he gets to the opportunity. But um, the whole thing about rules, if you, think, if you look at it, to me, the places he's been, he's never been there for a really, really long time. He moved on because he yep. was moving up because he did so well. And he took a shot at the NFL, and not obviously, obviously that didn't work out. Uh, you know, with what he's got here in Nebraska with the facilities, and and if he's able to do what he did at Temple and he did it, or, or where, yeah, Temple and and, uh, and Baylor, and and stay for a while. To me, that's the deal with him. He's never really stayed one place very long because he kept moving up because he was good. So hopefully that's maybe that's something that happens. And then you know, as a longtime Nebraska fan, it's like that's hopefully what's going to happen. So. Thanks for the call, Dominic, at 402-951-1620. Guys, can, can I mention a name that's of a, of a really good coach without getting yelled at just for like five seconds before I make a point? Uh, no guarantees. Okay, okay. okay. All right. This so Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Uh, <gasps> oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Nick Saban. Sorry. So Nick Saban. And this is going off of what the, the caller just said. Nick Saban was at Toledo for a season. He went to Michigan State. And then he went actually back to being an assistant coach again. Went to Michigan State. He was at Michigan State for five years. Went to LSU for five years, went to the NFL for two years. When he was hired by Alabama at the very end of, of 2006, the calendar year 2006, I have to imagine on call on shows like this, there were probably some Bama fans saying, "Man, it's a guy that moves on a lot. It's a mm. guy that moves on. Do are, are we sure we want this guy? If he gets if he gets us good again, what if he goes somewhere else?" And I mean, you know, however many years later, 16 years later. He is still at Alabama. Not look, not saying Matt Rule is going to be become Nick Saban, but to, to a point that Happer made earlier about him failing in the NFL, I always like that idea too because I wonder if a coach fails and they fail fail in, in such spectacular fashion like Matt Rule did. I would say even more so than Saban did at, at, at Miami with the Dolphins. I think that there are coaches, there are people that will say, "Man, you know, I, I saw what I did there, and and maybe I know." Maybe I know that that spot isn't for me. And look, there are others who are like, I want to try again. You know, Pete Carroll went back to college and then he went into the NFL and he tried again with the Seahawks and he's still coaching Seattle to this day. So I, look, ultimately, we don't know what's going to happen. But I would just, I guess I would caution just a little bit to say that like, oh, he's going to move on quickly again. And I guess I'll throw one more thing out there. If he's moving on within the next few seasons, that's it. That's okay. That means Nebraska's good. And so you'll take it and you'll well, worry, either, worry either, about that at another date, you know? Right. And remember, it is an eight-year deal, um, yep. which, which which is a rather – that's a – I mean, it seems like every, it used to be it was four years. Everything was four, four, four. And mm -hmm. then it started to move up. Then it was five. And recently seven has been – now it's up to eight. Eight. Eight-year deal. Ooh. 
Um, the, the only thing but again, really the financials is the, is, the, is the buyout. That's the only yeah, thing that yeah, matters. Yeah, that's the thing that matters, Connor. And you're right, Connor. And that's why I'm really fascinated with the financials look like when you fold it in with his buyout with Carolina and the money that gets refunded if if he takes another job. But um, friends, I, I thought I thought you know the last few years should have told us this. Coaches don't stay very long in one place. I mean the reason why Nick Saban is still at Alabama is because they're winning all the time. Yep. And, and, and yeah, Alabama all... has just made it too good for Nick. Saban's made it too good for Alabama and Alabama's made it too good for Saban for either of them to go a different way. Yep. So that, but, and, and, and I guess Dabo probably falls into the same category with Clemson, but people don't last very long in this business. They just don't. So if, 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 if you're looking right now at, you know, man, I hope we got this guy for the next 10 years. Don't look at it that way. This is going to be about seeing what he can do and and then what you hope happens, because to Josh's point, you know, Saban, you know, a year here, five years, two years, five years, you know, what you're hoping for is you catch Matt Rule in a spot where he finds his happy place and 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 Nebraska and Rule come together to such a point where it's like Matt Rule doesn't feel like he needs to go anywhere else because he's got something going here, similar to what Dabo has done or similar to what Saban has done. And I'm not I'm not saying national championships necessarily, yeah. but you know he's he's kind of done his island hopping strategy. Exactly. Oh, Maui now John. What you're, now what you're <laughs> hoping? Yeah. Now what you're hoping for is he's found that place, but. That's something for way down the road. Seriously, man. Right, right, about this right now, trying to make this work today. Like, how is that the first? Nebraska just hired a coach. Like, it's a it's a historic day, but right? What if he leaves? It, it's it's a good hire. Ever like in all the national media are like, yeah, it's a it's a good hire. I'm not gonna tell you how it's gonna work out, but I think it's a good hire, all things yeah. considered. And they're like, well, what about in 2032 if he leaves? <laughs> What are we talking about? What are we talking about, man? How is that the first thing that comes to your mind today? Yeah, I don't really want to think about time when I'm in my 40s. I know John doesn't want to worry about when he's in his 60s. That's right. Who cares? Who cares? I don't don't care if Matt Rule is still still coach if I'm in my 70s. Yeah. I'll be long off the radio by that point in time. Uh, 402-951-1620. A couple lines open for you if you would like to join us right now. Mike is up next here on 1620 The Zone. Matt Rule is Nebraska's next head coach. Mike, what's going on? Morning, fellas. Um, hey. I called in earlier in the week uh, and told you guys about underwhelming hires. Um, and I feel like uh, half the, half, at least half of Nebraska's fan base is going to be very underwhelmed by this hire because everybody was looking for Urban Meyer or who God knows who else to come here and was going to fix everything in a year. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to try to temper my – my excitement because I'm kind of a whip dog right now with, with Nebraska football over the last 10, 15 years. But um, the one thing I've always told friends and family and, and my sons was when Nebraska goes out to hire a, co- a coach, I've always felt like he needed to be a program builder and a developer of talent. And that was the one thing I was always looking for in a coach that Nebraska would hire. I think that's what they got in this, in this guy. The other thing that I'm really excited about uh and Connor kind of mentioned it on overreaction yesterday, uh, him being in Baylor for those three years and the inroads that he made in recruiting in Texas and how highly thought of uh, Matt Rule is in, te- in the state of Texas uh, by high school football coaches, I think it's, again, if he can get his footprint into Texas and we can, Nebraska can be, have a footprint in Texas again in recruiting, that only helps Nebraska. Um, selfishly, I kind of, I really hope that they retain Mickey. I don't know that that'll happen. Selfishly, I would love to see that happen. But uh, with the with the kind of if there's nothing else I know about Matt Rule and, and how he coaches uh, college football, if anything else, I at least know in two or three years Nebraska will be tough, and that's something that Nebraska hasn't been in a long time. The Good Texas point, point Thanks, is Mike. a great point. The Texas point because. Listen, Nebraska has always needed the state of Texas. I mean, going way back um, to the earliest uh, Osborne days, they've been in Texas. And, you know, one of the things we thought when Nebraska joined the Big Ten Conference was, well, they're the Western outpost of this league. 
And of course, that's not going to be the case anymore. <laughs> but they really need to they really need to nail down their areas that maybe other Big Ten schools don't necessarily go into because the Big Ten areas have been farmed over, to pardon the pun, um, you know, a lot. And, and, you know, you heard Mickey talk about it a couple of weeks ago, you know, in terms of their strategy of where they wanted to be. Um, you know, talked about Georgia and Louisiana and all those other places. And certainly if Mickey is still on the staff, those places are still going to be very, very strong outposts for Nebraska. But I think the state of Texas is very important. Heck, Ohio State recruits Texas very well. Yeah. Um, you can't you can't not ignore that. Um, I don't think you can ignore California either. Yeah. Uh, you got to go to where the players are. Nebraska's had some history getting players out of there. But with Matt Rule, and what he has done in the state of Texas, and 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 the the fact that you took a northeastern guy, he was an, he's a northeast guy by trade, and and he really you know dug himself into that culture for the short period of time that he was there. Um, I think you've got to go back into there and get some really good players out of there, and 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 help build this thing because that's you know. It's the it's one of the top three largest states in the country in terms of population. I think it's oh, what, number two now. Yeah. You got to go for it. I want to go back. I've always bookmarked this. And so last year at the end of the year, uh, during the Wisconsin game, this is this is after um, after Scott Frost they they announced that he was going to be kept um, throughout the remainder of the offseason. They had made all the staff changes, and there were things that kept popping up on these broadcasts, and you could sort of tell what had come from Scott Frost and what he sort of thought the problems were. But then there was this little nugget and, and the broadcasters were talking about Nebraska's absence in the state of Texas. And I was like, this is so, this is so weird. This is so out of place. And this is not anything that I've heard from Frost before. And I wonder who that came from. And it probably came from Trev Alberts. Mm -hmm. it, it probably came from Trev Alberts, Trev Alberts saying. Because Trev hey, look, played with a lot of those guys from Texas. Look, yeah. we need to get back into the state of Texas. And we and that's, you know, that's part of who Nebraska is. Um, and I'm not saying that Matt Rule was hired explicitly for that reason. But, man, he's got connections there. And, and man, they like him there. And, you know, that that is a good start to have. When you talk about somebody having an already cut out recruiting background, regardless of where it is, I think the fact that it is in Texas will appease a lot of people around here, including myself. It's really great. But I mean, you have a cut out recruiting background um, from his time at Baylor and, and before that, it's really good. And it's got Northeast ties too. Um, yep. Which, yeah. which is, which is really good as well. Yeah. Josh, can I ask a question here for the group? Yeah. Does uh, what we, we talked about the eight year deal. We don't know the money yet. Yep. But is there something in that eight years, because that's in the press release, nothing else is, that is trying to kind of set the table for how long this rebuild is or how, you know, how methodical this is. So you start with the needs. number of years before you get into the cash and you kind of let people know. So, like, you, so you're letting people know, you know, we're going we're gonna to build this thing over time. And I know we heard about, you know, Scott Frost needing a long runway. Um, but is, is, is that is that number eight important, not just because that's the number that Matt Rule needed to agree to, but also just, hey, we're, we're going to set the tone here that this is going to be a methodical piece-by-piece -piece rebuild, and we're going to give this guy as much time as necessary to get it right. It, it's a really great question. It's a really great question. Um, because I think, and we've, we've maybe set the table a little bit, you know, I, I, it's hard right now to put a record on next year and, and we're going to have to see what's going to happen with the roster and who's the quarterback going to be and who are the quarterbacks going to be inside of that room. We already know Trey Palmer is gone, yada, yada, yada. So Brian Buschini's back by the Brian way. Brian Hey, punt God. And man, I was with him. He was so mad yesterday at that punt inside the five. He should have been pissed. Yeah. Um, but like it, it, it does kind of set, set up for, I think, and off season, look. By the time August rolls around, and it's the Minnesota Thursday night game, and hopefully, we're oh, we're gonna we're gonna be hype nine we're and gonna... three, nine and three. But yeah. you know, I I think John, you make a really good point because look, if they've agreed, if they've agreed to the contract, they know what's what's in the contract. They know the years which they announce eight. They know the money. So the fact that they didn't announce it, I think that that's a a pretty 
astute observation. Uh, we are on right now, 1620 The Zone, brought to you by Shucks and Absolutely Fresh Seafood, the best seafood in Omaha. Also brought to you commercial free by Tickets for Less. We will be on for another two hours uh, without as, commercials, without co- there are uh, the other guys, John, they're still playing commercial after commercial after commercial. We're not oh. playing literally one single commercial today. No commercials. Uh, by the way, gonna uh, need Brett, more coffee. Brett McMurphy, dude, I'm going to need some more water. Uh, Brett McMurphy, he just tweeted out within the last 10 minutes. And, and again, look at the language here because it tells you that it's almost done. Deion Sanders has been offered the Colorado job. Bruce Feldman oh, reports. Wow. Sanders My. also interviewed wow. with South Florida TCU tcu and colorado state the last two seasons that's right that was last year so if if look what was it last night sounds like matt rule has been offered the nebraska job you are offered the job when we know you will accept the job dion to colorado if this goes down me too man i am shocked because colorado has notoriously Mm -hmm. not done a great job i and i know a lot of people around here older fans you know still curse the name of of bill mccartney but what Bill McCartney did was really special yeah. because Colorado notoriously does not pay assistance. They don't offer long-term contracts. It's just, it, it's, it, they've always had to do it a certain style. And then, you know, I, I really thought, and I've said this many times on our show, Josh, I thought if Dion was going anywhere, he was going to go to his alma mater, Florida yeah. state, or yeah. he was going to be in the South in the sec. Me too, man. Just because, you know, that's, that's where he's from. But, it, it, I think it tells you a couple of things. Number one, Dion thinks he can do it anywhere, which is great. Good on yep, Dion for sure. Number, for sure. And number, and number two, maybe the market on Dion was a little softer than we thought in terms of the kinds of programs that might go after him. Because to me, Colorado as is a Power Five job. Colorado is, you know, if we're going to rank them in tiers, it's at least a Tier Three job in the Power Five. Well, there what? are there are a group of five jobs that are better than Colorado in my spot opinion. on spot Currently, on right now. What other jobs are going to open up today or tomorrow or you know next week after? Like there's we'll, maybe we'll see the crazy move that we saw last year with you know with um with Lincoln Lincoln Riley. Riley. Like maybe we'll see something like that this year. But other than that, it's been we've talked about these what four or five jobs: Nebraska, Colorado, Auburn, Wisconsin, Georgia Tech the entire the entire season basically yep. and, and we kind of know that all of them are locked up right right we know we know it's so it seems and all of them nebraska. shared a pool of candidates as yeah well. so it seems like well we know for sure matt rule nebraska that's locked up it seems like jim leonard to wisconsin that's not official but it wouldn't surprise me if that's made official today i mean they posted it it's locked. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh let's see auburn it looks like it's gonna be hugh freeze that's not official yet but hugh freeze is where a lot of people are leaning and then we just talked about Deion Sanders uh, and Nick points it out. Thank you, Nick. Coach Prime, Coach Prime to Coach uh, Prime. Colorado. So it's it's a great point. Like, what what's the crazy thing out there? Uh, I mean, you know, John always gets mad at me, but I always bring up Ryan Day. You know, oh. is he going to go on to the NFL? Is he going to get fired after Michigan beats He's them today? Getting Benny, fired, and they're not losing yeah. to Michigan. Many are asking the question, <laughs> but outside of that, I don't know who that would be because, like. Luke Fickle, I've been talking about this a whole lot with Riss over the last week. Like, Luke Fickle, this might seem like a great time for him to move on because maybe he's hit the ceiling at Cincinnati. They go down yesterday. Okay, but what job is is Luke Fickle going to go to because nothing else is open at this moment in time? So, you know, I think last year, in the end, it's going to be a one-and-one, one, one of one, just a total bonkers coaching cycle. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just – I don't know if there's the surprises out there this season unless we're going to get <laughs> – a Nick Saban retirement type situation, mm. and that would throw everything into chaos. But otherwise, yeah. I just don't. It 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 seems like these jobs might have just locked themselves up with with some candidates. Well, the usual either fired coaches or normal, you know, uh, climbing the ladder, if you will. Last year was very unusual because you literally had two bombs dropped within you know forty eight hours of each yep. other with yep. Brian Kelly and and Lincoln Riley. So I think last year was more the unusual type season this year this year's been different in that most of these jobs that you mentioned were all open several weeks ago today ago. is the last day of the regular season and yep. yet most of these jobs have all been open for several weeks so th- this i think it also is part of this is a product of the elongated coaching searches and you wonder now you know moving forward and hopefully nebraska's out of this cycle 
for the next few years. But you wonder now if if this year and how things were handled this year by different schools and their athletic departments is going to be the new norm moving forward, or if we're going to get a course correction, maybe a market correction, and maybe people will be a little bit more patient. Um, but you know, well, a I lot would... of people got extensions and raises. You know, yep. Yep. they did, they did. But but here, here you know what you want to you want to start a new list, Josh, for twenty twenty three. Maybe the first coach fired next year will be Jimbo. Well, and hey, you want to talk Let about another Texas A&M? Yeah, you want to talk about another coach that maybe we could, you know, wait, wait and I see was what happens my with coffee, him. Connor, don't do that. Yeah, we're wait and see what happens with him over the next few days. But yeah, he is certainly one as well. I I just love like we should we should definitely dedicate another like three or four minutes to Deion Sanders at Colorado. Colorado, like, man, you know, coach it's funny. Prime. I I, I hear hey, listen, I'm excited. I'm really that I is am. the coolest thing. It's so I, cool. I, I, I love the fact because because again, and maybe this is just a me thing. I really thought Dion was destined for a Southern school, a SEC or his own his own uh, alma mater. But I like this. Yeah, I, me too. just as just as I would have liked to have seen Dion at Nebraska. Yeah. Because it would have been interesting because it, it, it feels like it feels like a fish out of water type yeah, deal. It's really where odd. It, yeah. it, 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 it's it's yeah. odd, but who knows? It might be crazy enough that it works or yeah. it's going to be one heck of a story when it doesn't. Either way, it's going to be a story. But, you know, when you're Colorado and you're competing against the Broncos, the Avs, you know, the Rockies, yep. you're 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 in a pro sports market and Colorado football has never really even you know even going back you know decades has never really been a big deal to the state of Colorado yeah. um but now all of a sudden if you got Deion Sanders that means <laughs> he's not know, bad at selling himself he's no, not bad he, at selling himself and that means our friends out in Colorado are going to have something else that they're going to have to yeah. talk about every day instead of just you know Russell Wilson's latest That's weird right. tweets or subway commercials. Uh, two things real fast. First, Jordan points out rule versus Sanders in 2023. I totally forgot Nebraska's play Colorado oh God, next yes! year. Let's go. Yeah. Let's yes! literally go. Uh, but I would add this too. And Stephen Godfrey, friend of the program, he was the first person that kind of put this earworm into my brain. Like so often folks that are our demographic, if you will, 30-year-old white dudes will be like, man, how fun would it be to coach at Colorado or be at Colorado? And we always think about it. It's like, yeah, but – why I like Colorado, why I maybe would want to live in Boulder as someone in my late 20s, early yeah. 30s is a little bit different than being a, a 17, 18-year-old recruit. That's where Deion Sanders is so fascinating because he is a great recruiter. He is a brand unto himself. He will get players that will go, and I know old heads are going to hate this, but he'll get players to come play for him, not play for Colorado. Yeah. But it, but it's so but it's that's so the way it works. That's yeah. the way it's – I love it. In, in, in a way, that's the way it's always worked. When when, yeah. when people from Ohio went to play for Ohio State, they went to play for Woody Hayes, you know, or people came to Lincoln to play for Tom Osborne. I mean, that's always been that way. So, so you know, I hope folks don't hear you say that and, and think, oh, that's just these young kids these days. All they do is they want to play for the flashy coach. It's always been that way, you know. Co- big. How many kids, you know, went and played for Alabama because they got to play for Bear Bryant? Yeah, you know, a lot and of today them. it's Nick Saban. You know, yeah. D- oh, the only difference is, you know, Bob Devaney didn't wear, you know, gold chains and dark sunglasses and <laughs> ah, do call me Coach commercials. Prime. Yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. That's the only. But yeah, you've always went. Most most players went to go play for the coach because it was the coach who recruited them. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, this show brought to you by Shucks and Absolutely Fresh Seafood, the best seafood in Omaha. After all of these old man voices. Let us go to the hotline and welcome in old man Doug. This is perfect timing. Hello, Doug. Hey, Josh, bring Robbie back so we can argue about so much. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, Hey, I think the long contract is genius um, versus, you know, four or five years. I think it shows that, you know, we're all in. And if he does well, he goes somewhere else. Then we've got all that money to hire another coach. Um, I think he's what we need. We need somebody that's, you know, a tough disciplinarian, a developer. I think he checks all the boxes. Um, I think Pickle could have been good, but, um, you know, in hindsight, uh, everybody thought Scott Frost, including me, was a home run hire. But I do think this one, we had a lot of time. Yeah, but Trev had a ton of time to vet rule and 
and uh, I, I can't be more excited. The only thing I really hope is that he keeps Mickey. I think that Palmer was going to go in the NFL anyway. Um, but I think a lot of the players will come back. I think that once the, uh, you know, the news wears off and even if Mickey isn't retained, which I hope he is, I'd like to see him maintain Mickey and then Bush as special teams. But if they don't, I'm still going to support it. I would have supported it if it was climate. I would have supported it if it was fickle. Um, whatever coach, I, I don't think you have a choice, do you? Of why why be negative right out of the bat? If he's not doing well after a while, then we'll, we'll exit him to the door. But uh, I think it's the eight-year contract is genius. I really think so. I don't think we're throwing money away. Um, when Moose extended Frost two years, that was dumb because he didn't need to. I think right. Trev needed to do this to get this guy. We got great press on ESPN. I think that uh, um, we've got to have some great momentum for uh, recruiting and even some of these players coming back. I think a guy like Garrett Nelson might come back. Um, I hope he does. I think O'Shawn Mathis should come back. I don't think that he's going to get drafted, but I think under the right coach, I think that he could really improve his draft stock if he's, patient he could get obviously he'll get a free agent shot but i just hope these guys you know come back i think that last game showed something about the player's character and i think that was a large part due to mickey and i love mickey um i hope he stays if he doesn't i wish him well all right thanks for the call doug at 402-951-1620 Let's talk about the timing of this. So yeah. the press release comes out at nine o'clock straight up. And, and yep. by yes. that time, by that time, everybody is, you know, talking about it from the previous night. It's sort of assumed at that point, And you're sort of just waiting for it. A couple tweets from NFL guys and breaking news guys, at the college level, you know, come out in the eight o'clock hour, nine o'clock straight up. It's announced he's on college game day at what? About nine 45, nine 40. Yeah. As, as the Nebraska coach like you know you you john you talked about trez media savvy earlier nailed um, it yeah i mean this is, is what this is what yeah. when when we have theorized happer over really the last two and a half months when would it be announced and we've talked how many times did we have meetings at the station how many times were we just shooting the breeze off air when do you think it would happen this is people always mention like if you do it on saturday you get the pregame shows well they got the pregame shows when i got into my office to turn this on bruce feldman was talking about it not long after that matt rule was literally on college game day this now as they show highlights all day long at halftime of games They'll they'll do the usual, hey, here's what happened in the game between Ohio State and Michigan. Oh, also, Matt Rule is going to Nebraska. In the end, what does that mean for a program moving forward? I have no idea, but but they're certainly going to get good press, The like literally the entire day. It, yeah. This will show up on the shows. And I love that they avoid tomorrow, so they get the whole Saturday. They're avoiding tomorrow, you know, because they're NFL, and then they'll have a Monday press conference, and they can kind of own, you know, the, the beginning of – of that week as well. You said it happened. Media savvy. Trev certainly knew what he was doing in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 now I have, I've had both shows on here. Uh, I don't think it's been mentioned again on Fox uh, or ESPN since Matt rule, but getting Matt rule there. And remember rules on NFL network earlier this week yep. on a couple of different occasions. I would be curious to know, uh, you know, going back to Doug's call and the timing when the first overtures were made to Matt Rule, because when when Trev first fired Scott Frost, Matt Rule was still head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were only a week into the season at that point. Um, but you wonder at what point Trev thought of and made contact with Matt Rule, because I think that's that's rather interesting too. And and we, you know, I'm sure he may be asked about it tomorrow, or I'm sorry, Monday. I don't know, you know, what kind of a, how much of a straight answer you'll necessarily get, but you know, at what point on the radar did Matt rule show up for Trev Alberts? Was it a case where Trev Alberts kind of reading the tea leaves? Cause you know, we, we all, I think brought up Matt rule uh, pretty early on uh, just because things hadn't been going well up to that point at Carolina as well. If there's a guy that, you know, might be on the chopping block in the NFL, uh, and and certainly, you know, has good recent college experience. Matt Rule is that guy. So we kind of identified him. I'd be curious to know how early in the process Trev identified him as, hey, if this guy is available, 
how interested am I in him? So what the actual vetting process was in all of this, again, might be things that we may never find out the true answer to, but it would tell us an awful lot about how Trev was thinking about this job and kind of the, 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 the waters he wanted to fish in for this. Because as I said earlier, I think that of all the coaches that realistically Nebraska could have gotten uh, from the deepest end of the pool, I think Matt Rule is one of those coaches. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I actually just stumbled upon a couple of tweets, John, from Bomani Jones from ESPN, and he essentially said the same thing. Rule won at Baylor and Temple. He's a great hire for Nebraska. Might not work, but I can't think of a better available option. And that's where I'm at. You know, like yep. at the start of this coaching search, you know, we, we mentioned, you know, some names I think that were perhaps heavier hitters than Matt Rule. And also at the time, as we talked about, he was still he was still in the NFL. But as 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 this thing unfolded, it's it's hard for me to imagine this current iteration of Nebraska football finding a coach with more credentials. The the you know, I, I know a couple things that he doesn't have that people really wanted, and that was maybe a bit more college success and coaching in the Big Ten. But if you remove those off the table, I think what he did, I think what he did at Temple and what he did at Baylor, I think are incredibly impressive. And I think that that will will show itself, you know, within the next few years at Nebraska. I I just think that he's that type of hire. Was he uh, now what John was sort of getting at? Was he the first choice? Was he the second choice? Mm -hmm. Was he the third Mm -hmm. choice? And that's what will probably, you know, never be. And it may not even be a case of, you know, there like there was a hierarchy because I'm guessing Trev probably had, you know, as most people do, they have, you know, here's here's my A pod, here's my B pod, here's my C pod. I'm guessing honk honk that. Honkin was not in the A-pod. No, honk, honk. I hope it was not in the A-pod. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, will be a new television show. The yeah, I wonder, John, that's a fun question. You know, how many coaches were in were in the A-tier? Top you know, group. For, yeah. yeah, who and who were they? Um, you know, and, and how did that list, did the list evolve over the course of the season? You know, you well, look back a year in time, Matt Campbell and, and Bill O'Brien were always the names mentioned, and they were mentioned in September, but over the course of the season, they kind of fell off. All we could do is sort of follow the tea leaves, right? So, I mean, you yep. know, Rule has been a consistent name throughout the entire the entire time. Going back to, what, four weeks ago now, that Thursday where everything sort of was like, whoa, what's what's going on now? Um, and then, and then going further after that, um, you know, that's after the report sort of started to shuffle that, that rule had maybe walked away and it come back. And I, and I think that's sort of how it went in the timeline and the, for rule, maybe it was like, yeah, we hit a snag here. Let's see what else you can get. That's when the Leipold stuff started coming up. Leipold gets the extension mm-hmm. rules, rules back at the table. Um, and then, you know, they sort of landed on him as their final guy. So it's, it's almost impossible to say, you know, how far down the line we went. I, 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 I can't imagine it was that far though, because, I'm, you know, that he's, it's obviously a really good hire. I'm starting to think that Matt rule was, if he wasn't the top of the list, he was like number two or number three yeah. on that list. And then, and then your Lance Leipold's were your, your B pod yeah. and your Munkins were your C pod. Uh, and maybe Bronco Mendenhall was in that C pod well, as well. And Trev sort of Trev sort of set the stage for this too because he talked about you know not all the people that he was going to be talking to was about you know specifically taking the job. It yep. was about the job in general or who they maybe should hire for the job. Just getting advice and and words from people along the way. Like th- this, it's not like all right. Here is it's September 11th. We fired Scott Frost. Here's candidate A. Let's ask him, and if we don't, then we're going to camp. No, it, it obviously wasn't like that, and that's that's the advantage of an 80-day coaching search or almost yeah. an 80-day coaching search that Nebraska had. It was, you know, it wasn't very linear, but I think that's, you know, that's probably good to end up on the guy that you want. Josh Peterson, John Bishop, Connor Happer. We're brought to you by Shucks and Absolutely Fresh Seafood, the best seafood in Omaha. Also brought to you by Tickets for Less. We are on until 12.30 commercial free because of the uh, the fine folks there at Shucks and at Tickets for Less. A couple other things, guys, coming down. Um, Blake Corum, he is he is playing for sure. Uh, so he, he, is, uh, he is playing for Michigan, and that game starts in 15 minutes. Also, how about this? Chris Lowe tweeted out, Lane Kiffin told ESPN this morning he is staying at Ole Miss 
and signing an extension. Quote, I had a meeting with the team and the staff and told them I was staying and it would be announced after the game. I didn't want it to be about me staying before the game, but about the team. So mm-hmm. uh, quite the week. Quite the you week see for, his, for you see his press conference after the Egg Bowl on Thursday night? Yes. No, he I called out it. the reporter. Oh, God. Man, he quote tweeted him again this morning. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. He, yeah it, it, I don't know what necessarily to read into that. I think there's, I think there's a part of me that Lane Kiffin definitely was using Auburn as leverage. There's no question about certainly, it. Certainly, there's no question about it. Um, and then you know he saw a convenient opportunity to go after a reporter who had said he was looking at Auburn um, because he knew he wasn't going to Auburn. So you know, trying to win back some of the good graces of the fan base, considering the the rough finish and the fact that they lost their rivalry game. Um, probably a little bit uh, at play there. A uh, couple of emails in. Yeah. Speaking of old man Doug, his Equitable Bank inbox. At Equitable, we take banking personally. Personally. Answer the phone on the first ring. Ryan says the eight-year number is just what Rule and coaches average now for new contracts. If Rule doesn't have Nebraska competitive in three years based on his track record and other good coaches' track records of success by year three, they will be in trouble. You need three years for a good coach anywhere. And then he uses Lance Leipold uh, as an example. By the way, does Rule utilize fullbacks run the Ah! damn ball? Rule (laughs) used to utilize fullbacks, but when he went to uh, Baylor, he had to adjust to to the talent that that they were going to be able to get down there. And that's why I think think this kind of branching branching off of that subject, it will be interesting to see what he does, whether he goes with his, um, his, uh, you know, his OC that we talked about earlier, and uh, uh, Glenn Thomas, who is currently at Arizona State and has worked with him before, you do kind of wonder, and it's, these are one of the fun conversations that we can have and, um, you know, look forward to in the spring, but what kind of offense they decide they want to run or the emphasis on where it is. Because at Baylor, they had to do things a certain way because of the players they could get and kind of where the conference was yeah. at the time. The Big Ten is different. Um, and so uh, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're expecting what he did at Baylor here at Nebraska, I, 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 would, I would caution you right now in the moment because we don't know exactly where, where their minds are going to be. Are they going to try to, you know, really work at it from a Big Ten standpoint? Are they going to try to branch out and do their own thing? It's 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 a little bit of um, I think it's it's a little bit of you know trying to piece together what's going to work with the talent that you're going to have available to you transfer portal recruiting class players that you're going to be able to retain on the current roster. I think it'll be an interesting watch to see you know how Matt Rule wants to build this thing from an offensive standpoint. Well, what happens? So that brings us to another question of the day here, Casey Thompson. What happens with Casey Thompson? And that's that's sort of the next thing that they have to have to sort of evaluate. From from my standpoint, like regardless of what they're gonna do on offense, like I think Casey could be a really good bridge um to your to your next quarterback or whatever you think the future of your offense is. He could do a lot of different things. He I mean, you we've saw Nebraska this year with, with Chubba Purdy and Logan Smothers and you know, maybe those guys yeah, aren't bro. as those guys aren't as talented as as Casey Thompson is. But Casey, you could just see the experience. You know, the th- some of the things that he did just from an experience standpoint of being around for so long, this veteran presence and and sort of leadership in that part of it were so huge. So I like I think that sort of becomes a priority um, to keep him around. I don't know if Rule would 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 want that. Um, but you know, you, you would think that it's a good option to have right mm-hmm. out of the gate in a, in a fifth year or sixth year, I guess it would be, you know, quarterback who's played a year in the big 10. And I think the pitch to Casey would be exactly the same. Like, Hey man, we're going to, we're going to try and, um, piece this thing together for next year. And maybe we'll put an offensive line in front of you where you don't <laughs> have to like, you know, die. Mm-hmm every 10 plays or whatever and you're going to so. get paid and you're going to get paid. You and know, the, get paid. the thing that I wonder about and Kyle points it out, Casey's 24 and has two degrees. He may want to get on with his life. I mean, like next year in October, as simple will remind us many times, uh, he'll be a 25 year old. I mean, like <laughs> he's always old dude. It's an old quarterback. So I, I wouldn't be surprised either way. If he returned, you know, if Matt rule was able to convince him to come back, wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised if he said, you know what? I, 
I am an older guy. I just want to move on with my life and, and do something else. I like how you described it, though, Hap, a bridge maybe to what they are going to do next. We had a, a text come into 402-951-1620 from Travis. And he says, if he brings in his old OC, you can see a lot of RPO-style offense coming to Lincoln. And, you know, I, I think that Casey Thompson, I think that he would fit that. Uh, you know, I, I think. Yeah, well, he was I, at Texas. Yeah, I think this year, you know, especially by the end of the season, we got to see Casey play in two more games after he missed, you know, two and a half games with that injury. And, man, you really saw how, how much different the offense was with him versus without him. Uh, you know, get 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 healthy. And like you said, man, get an offensive line in front of him maybe next year that could keep him healthy throughout the entire season. And, you, you know, you wonder what type of quarterback he could be. He's not perfect. He had some curious decision-making all season long. You know, there were most games, you know, he was kind of due for a weird interception or two. Um, but but he obviously is a gamer, and and I think that he's pretty talented overall. You you As we saw over the last month, you could definitely have worse quarterbacks start games at Nebraska if you're yeah. not going to have Casey Thompson. Well, and, and then Rule, you know, he can – I like that he's adapted his his offense or whatever he does to a lot mm-hmm. of different things. The guy was a linebacker at Penn State, you know, like in the in the nineties. So I think he has an idea of what Big Ten football is like. And then coach his first head coaching job is in the Northeast at Temple. And then he takes a job at Baylor and they're obviously limited in what they can get and what's around them as well. And the Big Twelve has taken on a whole bunch of different identities over the last you know, several years, it's been, you know, it was the high flying, we're going to score 60 points a game, no defense league. And now it's flipped back around a little bit too. Let's, let's go slower. Defenses are, are showing their heads a little bit more now in the big 12. And it's just taken on a lot of different personalities. The league has, and the, the big 10 hasn't really changed a whole lot. So you can sort of pick and, and choose, okay, what do you think works here? based on what I know and what experience do I have that has worked in the, in the situations that would adapt to it. I don't know. Like the experience here is, is huge, obviously in the different places he's been. And, um, but I'm, I'm super curious to see how this offense comes together in in the first year and what they end up doing. And a quarterback's obviously a huge part of that. Well, we can't go commercial free without having a poll question. So we just put (laughs) one up. Um, and we'll have it up for the next couple of days before the press conference. And, and by the way, if you are just joining us and you've been living under a rock or weren't awakened by a, a stream of uh, three dozen text messages this morning, uh, <laughs> Matt Rule has been hired as Nebraska's next head coach. No financials have been announced officially, but it is an eight-year contract. Uh, there will be a press conference Monday afternoon at 1.30, which you will be able to hear right here on 1620 The Zone. Little disappointed. It's going to interrupt in Connor's show. It doesn't, didn't wait until two thirty, but <laughs> that's another. But either way, I guess our crossover has already been determined. Yes. Happy New Year! Yeah, um, <laughs> for our crossover on that's Monday, true. but mo- Monday press conference at the Hawks Championship Center for Matt Rule's official introduction as Nebraska's head coach. But our poll question: You can follow us. We've all retweeted it from our various socials today. Um, Matt Rule is Nebraska's new head coach. What do you think? Did Trev get the best available for Nebraska? Did they not aim high enough? Which option best fits your opinion? Your options are best hire Nebraska could make, could have done better, should have been Mickey, or you're not sure how to feel just yet. Mm. So, um, what are the early returns? Um, very early returns. Very yeah, early returns. The exit is, polls. What are the exit it, polls? Uh, best hire Nebraska could make is, is easily boys. out in front. But again, that was extremely early. And, the uh, and boys. Twitter is still still um, updating. Miller writes into the um, JTEC Construction Zone Twitter feed. His record is forty seven and forty three. Don't get me wrong. His rebound or his rebuild. Sorry, not rebound. Rebuild of Baylor was impressive. Jump too soon to be an NFL coach but people need to pump the brakes on the hype train before it falls off the track. I hope Miller, you're not gleaning from our conversation that we're on the hype train yeah. necessarily yeah. with Matt rule, but naturally we are all of us. I think I can speak for all of us guys. The positive we, are, we are looking for those things that make this make sense for Nebraska because there, I mean, we didn't have to do that with Scott Frost. Because no. he was Scott Frost. He was from Nebraska. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, there is this, this built-in 
um, dynamic when it comes to college coaches. Well, is he a Nebraska guy? Is he a Michigan man? Is he an Oregon man? Whatever. Uh, there, Oregon there are man. no ties. There are no, there are no ties to Nebraska. There are no ties to the Big Ten. So we're looking for things that make this fit. So if it comes across as us trying to sell this as a great hire, I hope, I hope we're not giving off that vibe necessarily this morning. I think it's a very good hire. I think it's one of the better hires Nebraska could have made, but I'm by no means saying it's going to be a, a, a lock stock guarantee that it's going to work. Robbie and I talked about this last night. Um, so somebody, a caller into the, into big red overreaction brought up the word like home run hire. Was this a time to go get a home run hire? I don't know that Matt rule is a home run hire. And, and I think that's okay. Um, if we want to, and this is what I did last well, night. Well, here's a question for you, Connor. What would have been a home run hire? Right. Yeah. Realistic. Yeah, Exactly. I don't know. Probably Urban Meyer, I, yeah. I guess, for for those people. Um, but what Nebraska needed and, and needs right now is, you know, a, a few singles, a double in the gap, something like that. And if we're sticking with the baseball analogy, I think Matt Rule really is that. Like he 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 brings that to the table. Um, it's it's you at least you start with and if we're talking about floors and ceilings in this thing. Um, I don't know. We don't know how high the ceiling is because he hasn't been anywhere for more than four years as the head coach. Like we, we, it is an uncertain ceiling for Matt rule. That's where you can really start going on the hype train, but the floor seems to be pretty high at least, at least after a year or two years or three years. I I think the the floor is very high. I just got a DM from someone who uh, is an NFL writer covers uh, not a national guy covers a team in particular said legit, the best guy for the job, a proven program builder who can bring a new identity can get Nebraska from point a to B, but also has the very high ceiling as a championship caliber coach. I'm so fired up. So this, this person pretty fired up for what Nebraska just did. Also, I saw a comment. I'm going to scroll up a little bit. Uh, yeah, this is from our good friend Michael Severe on the YouTube page. He says, rules teams usually are good in turnover margins. In 18, the Bears were a minus nine in turnover margin. In 19, the Bears had a plus 14 margin. Baylor finished the regular season third nationally with 17 interceptions. I mean, John, you you have your turnover sheets going back years. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the stats of if Nebraska is a positive turnover team, if they're even or if they're negative. I mean, by the way, did they end up positive yesterday? I was on the plane. Did they- four, four to, to one, one, John. Woo-hoo. Four to Damn. one. Yeah. Four to one. Well, um, yeah. 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 Wait till you watch the game, John. It's pretty crazy. Just like how Iowa craps all over themselves multiple times. I I literally, the the plane took off and I lost the signal right after the bleak road field goal, uh, after the, the strip sack on the fum on the, um, yeah, the, the strip okay. sack. Oh, so, so, 10, so, 10 nothing. so it was 10, 10 nothing. nothing. So when I saw that Nebraska only won by seven, I was very disappointed. No, just <laughs> um, neg- um, the negative boy. The um, now going back they were to up two- 24 to nothing, by the way. Yeah, one point. Oh, no, I, I, nothing. I, I know. Uh, <laughs> by the way, since 2008. So going back to the start of the Bo Pelini term, Nebraska turnover margin when they win the turnover margin. Plus one or better. Forty nine and seven. Seven. When they lose the turnover margin, they're 30 and 62. Hmm. So their win percentage is only 33% when they lose the turnover margin. And the win percentage is up above 80 when they win it, when they just, when they split it, when they're even. right, when it's just an even Steven turnover margin, they're 24 and 14. So when you combine the, the positive turnover margin with just splitting the turnover margin, even Nebraska is um, 73 and 21. That's when they just break, e- break even is, is, the lo- is the low bar. Mm-hmm. So it shows you how important turnovers have been, you know, since 2008. So if this is a team that regularly wins the turnover margin, you're fishing in the 49 and 7 waters, not in the 30 and 62 waters. And that, that, by the way, going through three different coaching regime, regimes. So it's a constant. Even yeah. This team does not shoot itself in the foot with turnovers. They win a lot. And I'm, I know it's that way everywhere. But if this is going to be a team that's going to start really going after the ball, getting turnovers, which was one of the things promised, by the way, yeah. you know, with Chenander's teams was, well, we give up a lot of yards, but we get a lot of stops because we get a lot of turnovers, get the ball back to our defense. Well, that's what worked for them at, at Central Florida. Obviously, it didn't work too well at Nebraska, but if they are able to do it, history tells you 
they're going to be in great shape. Well, you know what happens, John, when you uh, when you win the turnover margin, whether you win it by one or you win it by three or four or whatever it is, you have a tendency to win close games. Mm. And, ding, and ding. Nebraska has played in a lot of close games over the last however many years, and they're going to continue to play in a lot of close games because you look at everybody else around you, whether it's Iowa or um, you know, or Wisconsin, Wisconsin. or Minnesota, yeah. whatever you, you are very close to them. And you're always going to be in terms of your talent. You're never going to overwhelm them and they're never going to overwhelm you. So you're talking about the margins, the, the turnovers and the propensity to win close games. Matt rules teams do that. Matt By the way, teams do uh, that. they check those boxes before we get to a legal idea. We we've got the, the votes are coming in hot and heavy early uh, exit polls. 65% are in the best hire Nebraska could make category. And the next nearest is not sure how to feel yet, 21%. So, I, and a lot of this is, you know, newness. Once you actually hear a name, you're, like, excited for it. For sure, but, for sure. But, but it sounds like, you know, two-thirds of the folks are pretty happy with Hashtag what Nebraska was able to do. Hashtag rule the Big Ten. This special edition on 1620 The Zone brought to you by Shucks and Absolutely Fresh Seafood the best seafood in Omaha. We're going to pause for a moment for a legal ID. You're listening to coverage of the Matt Rule Hire. It's official. He's Nebraska's next head coach on 1620 The Zone.